Becker's Hospital Review is committed to delivering our audience safe access to vital educational opportunities. With this in mind, our 11th annual meeting will be in virtual format for the first time. Whether in the home or workplace, attendees will have access to sessions where industry leaders will be discussing the most pressing issues in healthcare, including the rise of virtual care, addressing clinician burnout, and delivering on-price transparency. To learn more, click on the conference tab at beckershospitalreview.com. This is Scott Becker with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by a great executive leader, Ronnie Urson. Ronnie serves at the Nacogdoches Regional Medical Center. He's going to tell us more about his career, about his role there, about the medical center, and a lot more. Ronnie, can you take a moment to introduce yourself? Uh, thank you, Scott. Um, like you said, my name is Ronnie Urson. I am a native of New Orleans, Louisiana. I consider myself a family guy. I have a very large family. Uh, in addition to my prize of having one daughter, I have been a registered nurse for the last 17 years. And I actually started my healthcare career as a volunteer in an emergency department at a major hospital in New Orleans metropolitan area. My role at the organization that was actually as a volunteer as a part of my requirements to graduate from high school. Um, but after that experience, I um, went to school at Dillard University, where I obtained my degree in public health. Um, I had a minor in education and mathematics. So when I finished my program at Dillard, I actually taught high school mathematics for several years, but ultimately decided to return to my uh, first love, and that was uh, nursing. So I decided to go back to nursing school at that time. Well, fantastic. And you went back to nursing school at Case Western, one of the great universities in the country. You're also in New Orleans. You know, one question. My son is in New Orleans, Clay. Any advice on keeping him out of trouble and out of the bars in New Orleans? <laughs> That's a great question. Well, it's important to have some good friends who will, you know, protect you and make sure you stay on the right path. And I've been there as a as a young individual growing up in the New Orleans area, but I always connected myself with good people who always did the right thing despite our enjoyments in the French Quarter and on Canal Street. Uh, connect yourself and, with some and, good and, people. And that's really the key, isn't it? To stay with good people and stay out of trouble, at least uh, exactly. We're trying. We're trying. But let me <laughs> let me ask you about Nachitas Regional Medical Center. Talk about the medical center. You're chief nursing executive. You're, you're one of the leaders there. Talk a bit about the medical center and a few points of pride in it. Awesome. Thanks for that question. Nagadish Regional Medical Center is a 96-bed um, licensed bed facility. We are a full-service hospital. We are part of Christus Health as an affiliate uh, management of Christus Health. Um, our community, the community that we serve is actually about 35,000 people um, in our immediate area. But because of the nearest organization, nearest major facility being nearly an hour away, 45 minutes to an hour away, we service more than 50,000, most likely more than 50,000 people in our service area. Um, we are an organization that has about 17 health clinics, and it, it's, it's across the spectrum, such as cardiology, urology. We have urgent care. We have a, an assistant living center. We have inpatient and outpatient behavioral health. We have a long-term care facility called the Courtyard of Natchitoches. We also provide, um, we have an 
Outstanding Wound Center, a sleep center. We have a pain institute. The list goes on and on. Uh, our organization <clears throat> employs about 800 individuals. We have a 15-bed emergency department whereby we see about 21,000 patients a year. Um, our labor and delivery department, we are delivering about 500 babies a year. Uh, we have an amazing um, surgical department that provides excellent care focused on, uh, focused on the patient. We're seeing about 2,200, performing about 2,200 surgical cases a year. And most people focus on um, their revenue. We do have a net patient revenue of about $56 million. Well, fantastic. And what's yeah. it like? I mean, I take it it's a relatively rural area. If the next closest hospital is an hour away, what's yes. it like living in a rural area today? I mean, so much of the world has moved more towards urban areas. What's it like? And what's healthcare like? Are you getting the staffing you need? What are the big challenges? Talk to us a little bit about that. Well, we are considered rural, but we are the largest rural facility in the state of Louisiana. So we do get a number of patient referrals from the much smaller facilities within 30 miles, if you will. But it, it's a great um, it's a great city. Um, we get a lot of great support from the community. Uh, we are able to because we are, despite us being having a relationship with Christus uh, Health, we do function independent as well. Um, so we we are able to make a lot of decisions because our core purpose here is to care for the community. Um, we talk about that every day. We believe in our core purpose and decisions that are made are primarily about what is best for our community. So despite us being a rural facility, uh, we tend to function more of a mid-sized hospital health system, if you will, because of the degree of services we offer and all of the growth that we have experienced that we have experienced here. One of the things I love most about being here at Natchitoches Regional is our culture. We do have a zero harm culture. Um, we believe in providing excellent care and doing everything that we can to prevent harm to our patients. Um, to tag on to that, one of our significant accomplishments here is in the last two years, we have only had one reportable hospital acquired infection. And that was primarily and directly associated with a COVID-19 situation that we're dealing with. Um, one of the other things that we have pride in here at Natchitoches is we have a very strong partnership with our community, the leaders in the community, our businesses, and one of the core things is the providers that we partner with in delivering care. Um, we experienced that partnership consistently. Most important was the support during what we have all experienced the last 11 months with COVID-19. And even today, because we are the leader of healthcare for this community, um, our partners are actually calling to extend help and support while we take lead on vaccinating our community members, um, because we are at the point um, now that since we have addressed the frontline lead, front, sorry, the frontline healthcare workers, uh, we're at a point of vaccinating community members as well. One of the other things I did want, yes, just a real quick, I wanted to point out Please. that our long-term care facility, we know that COVID has had a significant impact on, on that population. And our 100-bed resident long-term care facility, um, we, we feel very good that, you know, we don't downplay the individuals who have died from this horrible virus, but we have really done a lot of great work in preventing COVID-19 in our long-term facility. 
and we've had less than 12 um, residents who acquired uh, COVID. So those are some some very good reasons why I enjoy working here and just points of pride that we have here in Natchitoches. Fantastic. You've had a great leadership career. Take a moment and talk about what advice you would give to other emerging leaders. A few points of advice that I would give to other emerging leaders is centered around mentorship and developing relationships. I would not be where I am in my career today if I did not have mentors and other individuals in leadership capacities who was able to steer me in the right direction and to to provide that support, to be able to answer questions when I had questions about things I just ha- absolutely had no idea how to resolve. Um, those mentors were very, very good to me, um, whether they were uh, in the community, uh, but primarily in the healthcare environment. My mentors were actually excellent to me. Um, I am a lifelong learner. Um, I do believe in obtaining knowledge and using that knowledge, knowledge to be effective in my in my capacity. So I would definitely advise emerging leaders to to learn as much as you can. Um, because there is something that's because of healthcare is because healthcare is always changing. Um, we have to learn about those changes so we can be effective in our in our capacities. Um, because healthcare is much different, whether it's the operation, whether it's clinical practice and patient care. Healthcare has changed, and how we deliver that care has changed over the years. So we have to continue learning, and take that information that you have and teach others share the information that you have so we can then generate leaders, the next generation of leaders that are going to take healthcare 20, 30, and 40 years from now. Fantastic. And, and Ronnie, looking at 2021, um, I mean, and, and great advice on being a lifelong learner and also seeking help for mentors and, and what a great career are you optimistic as we head into 2021 that things are going to start to look up? I believe things will start to look up and get better. Uh, I am pleased uh, with the efforts that we have now with being able to vaccinate um, our communities. We know that we do not have the sufficient supply for what we need in our communities, and I know most uh, most cities or leaders are reporting that, but it is a good start. So we know that we are moving in the right direction, and we feel very good and optimistic about um, our future just in 2021 and know that 2022 is, should be much better. I appreciate you joining us very much, Ronnie. What a pleasure visiting with you. Hopefully the Thank vaccines, you. I know they're starting to get them rolled out, starting to get people their shots, and hopefully – they'll start to move faster. I mean, it seems like the houses are starting to move on faster and they just need to get enough doses from Pfizer and Moderna and so forth to keep the pace, you know, getting it closer to 30 million a month or so, right? I mean, that's really the goal. That is correct. We, right now we have, our phone lines have been nonstop. Um, Our executive assistants have been the key, the liaison to the community. And I can tell you, they are taking six to 700 phone calls from um, individuals in the community about getting vaccinated. Um, our wait list is extensive. Um, there, prior to this call, I went out to the copy machine 
and they are on the phones now, uh, taking phone calls from community uh, members, um, getting put on the wait on the wait list uh, because we just don't have the supply that we need at this point in time. Um, but we're optimistic and know that things are going to get better. Good. No, that certainly seems to be the case. And we're looking at it here just in Chicago right now. My dad's a veteran. He's getting vaccinated yeah. today. My mom's in her 80s. It might be some time until she gets her vaccine. And it just, it's, oh my goodness, it just is a lot of, uh, a lot of demand for these vaccines as, as soon as possible. Yes. Thank you so much for joining us today. What a pleasure visiting with you, Ron. Just terrific. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you for the invitation.